Okay, guys, welcome to The Dad Presents. This episode is brought to you by CBDMD.com. Go there and use the code The Dad Presents for 15% off on high quality CBD products that'll help all your pains. I use it, gets rid of all my aches and pains from my 27 million surgeries for my neck, my back, my shoulder, my wrist. Get it, it's good stuff. All right, now let's get into it. The Dad Presents, episode 82. It all starts right now. If I do this, is that all right? If I do that, is that okay? Can she do this while you do that? Can I go over here? Can I watch? Can all these questions need to be answered. Hello and welcome to The Dad Presents, episode number 82. This is B. I'm here joined today with my cast of characters. The usual cast of characters, characters is Jay Maddie. What's going on, B? And of course, there's Miss Rose. Hey, everybody. Hey Rose, reunited and it feels so good. Yeah, but what's going not, on, you guys? We're not. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're in it's round fake. two of Corona lockdown. Round yes, two. We are. It's the we we opened the state too early. Coronavirus time, and we are back at our humble abodes recording. But we have technology, so we're pros at this by now. We know what we're doing. So what's going on, you guys? It's been a couple weeks. You know, how's that Corona treating you? Have you gotten assaulted by any Black Lives Matter protesters? Tell me something in your life that's exciting. Matt, you you go first because I'm sure that your life is <laughs> no, more I, exciting than mine. No, right I now. got I got nothing exciting. I'm 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 grumpy, Matt. These days, I, <laughs> I hate everybody. So why don't you bring some bring some light to the show? Um, I would, but the way that my mood is set up is I'm kind of feisty all day today too. So oh no, oh, wow, we're doomed. <laughs> Jesus, this is yes. a doldrum show. <laughs> Bringing people no, come I to mean, us for listen. You know, I'm I'm <laughs> I, I always feel grateful, so I'm glad that we I have that going for me. But I don't know. It's just been it's been a really hard week. Um, yeah, it's it's just been a really hard week, and I am bummed out about California shutting back down again, and I feel away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm pissed yeah. at Gavin or Newsom. I'm pissed at Black Lives Matter. I'm pissed at, I'm I'm pissed at everybody. <laughs> oh I'm, boy. I felt like you were uh, mad at me when I got on the phone with you. No, never. Probably. That's ridiculous. Okay. Well that's yeah, that's, that's believable. Because I was gonna cry. <laughs> no, don't make her cry. Well, I'm here to save you and I'll tell you <laughs> my exciting life. What's going on with me. Tell us your exciting I don't life. Let, oh, it's so exciting. This morning I woke up, went and worked out. Got it in, right? Then I folded some clothes. Then I went to Costco. Man, I'm getting more Exciting. depressed. This isn't helping. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we're all in the doldrum because it's just like, and you see, my, I think my difference is hey, I've we're accepted right. it. We're going to be all right. Yeah. We'll you know, the, the last lockdown, you know, like we kept saying, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the lockdown. I'll enjoy this one. I'm just pissed like this whole school situation really has me pissed off because I we, our school district said they were going to let them go back, and now they're they're walking mm-hmm. it back. So I'm, I'm pissed. What off. are they saying at your school district? Well, they said we could do half days, two and a half hours, which mm-hmm. isn't great, but at least it's something. But now they're saying that the county is basically going to override it. So the teachers unions, the teachers unions, they're they're refusing to go back. This, I mean, this is 100 percent political. It's not even about COVID anymore. They're refusing to go back unless they get Medicare for all 
unless we defund the police, ban charter schools, and they get $116 billion to their budget. Yes, that's that's I their demands for going this. back to work. So I mean, it's com- um, my question it's a, is, why the charter schools? Like, wh- why do they want to ban charter schools? I don't know, man. That's the union. I, I guess because they're, that's taking money from the public school, you know, oh. takes money from the, that sector. I really don't know, but it's, it's infuriating. I mean, a decade from now, all our kids are going to be working from Amazon and, uh, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh. See, I'm not, I'm not as upset about not sending the kids back because I still don't 100% believe we're ready. I, I mean, and I think that, you know, them rolling us back a little bit proves it. Is it we were all, you know, everybody was tough. Gavin Newsom was tough and Tay shut down everything when this thing first started. And we were consistent. Up until the people from Orange County, and if you're not oh, from California, get the hell out of here. Research. All until the people County. from Orange County, blame, blame Whitey. they Come start on. getting all uncomfortable. Oh, well, I can't wear a mask. Probably had nothing to do with Oh my god, I can't be in my house for too much longer. I, you know, no. what will I do with my four cars and three yachts? Oh, I don't shit. know, Gavin. All, let me out of the house. Are you, know? you are you so, really buying the narrative that that yeah, it's getting worse? You're really believing that. No, I don't think I don't know if it's getting worse. I just don't think it was. I don't know if it ever changed. I just I don't think it got better, and that's what I think happened. And I think we, but it was Orange know, County's we, fault. Not I don't not think it was Black ever as bad protest. as they tried to make it seem. Yeah, no, I think it was serious, and then people try to make it look like it wasn't serious, so people would go out, and then they realize, hey, well, hold on, if you surround more people with the virus who had the virus already, guess what happened? I think what made more it people more serious virus. is just yeah. how politically involved and controlled they're controlling all of our lives. That's all you got to do. Is I you think also look. what yeah. made it so serious is the fact that people that have other life-threatening diseases illnesses, mm-hmm. ailments, whatever the case, they have to go give birth. It was a mission and a half, or they couldn't at all go to the hospitals due to the over, quote unquote, overcrowding from coronavirus patients. I think it's mm-hmm. bullshit. Wow. I, th- I, I really think do. I'm at the point to where I think it's bullshit. They, the hospitals are getting in trouble left and right now for fabricating numbers, the amounts of cases. Oh, I know. Florida, My wife works at someone, one, for sure. Yeah. Florida it's just absolutely going on. Florida's getting in trouble right now for saying for um, counting their numbers incorrectly, that it was higher than what it actually was. Like, I think that there's so much stuff going on. And I'm not saying that whatever the COVID is, isn't bad. That's not what I'm saying. But I think the way that it's being handled and I think that the amount of fear that they're instilling without talking about, hey, why don't you try these nine things to boost your immunity? Everything else is just like there's no if it just doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't make sense. Well, there's no there's no logic to the things they choose to shut down versus what they don't. They, they're, yeah, you're right. right. They, they don't do anything about improve your health. You know, eat healthy, Not exercise, one thing. get off your shutting, ass, shutting down the beaches when you know eat we know the disease some, dies get some in, in your UV. Yeah, yeah, light. you have to be outside. Exactly. COVID's Nothing. real, but all you have to look at is the gross um, different action in red states versus blue states to know it's political like what all the red states are acting one way all the blue states are acting another way that but now the red states are shutting down too yeah but that's yeah that's the thing is that you got the guy desantis in florida and i think we should just go ahead and separate florida from the rest of the country florida (laughs) i think we should it's its own thing starting so separate all 50 yeah he's 
Yeah, now they got a roll back because he decided he wasn't going to pay attention to any of this stuff. Um, you know, like I said, I've accepted it. It's a, it's going to be a reality. This year is a wrap, folks. If you don't believe that, it, the year is a wrap. They've already don't canceled the Rose Parade. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's a wrap. They canceled the Rose Parade next year. If you Again, haven't this is had California your basis. quarantine birthday yet, don't worry. You will. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. my message. <laughs> yeah. That's about right. yeah. yeah. No, it's happening. It, it's a wrap. So yeah. accept it. Stay within the rules. Mm-hmm. You know, fuck, put on a fucking mask. Put on a mask. I mean, it's not that hard to do. It's not a thing about freedom or anything like that. Keep someone else from getting affected or getting you know, having to suffer through any of this. Stuff. Or having to smell but, bad breath. Just keep us, keep or, us in any good of that. spirits. Yeah. Wear a mask. Yeah. That's all you got to do. The mask yeah. doesn't bother me. I mean, that's the least of the problems. Right, right. Mm-hmm. The mask controversy is kind of... I, I don't need... I don't, think that's much of a controversy i think 90 percent of people are, are fine with the mask uh, mm-hmm. i think that you know the conversation gets shifted to the mask often by people who want to argue pro covid lockdown stuff but people right. like myself who are against the lockdowns and these things we're not against masks we're not against common sense things we're against like tyranny you yeah know what I'm saying? well and everybody's different because when you say we're, I mean, there's other people that there's oh, yeah. all Some everybody's have got their own with the masks for sure. Sure, yeah. uh, people yeah. have sure. a problem with anything that they can have a problem with. Honestly, that's it's true. Like, there's always something and someone that's getting upset. Yep. Yeah. Well, yep. All, all right. right. Let's so do some parody questions. Talk. I agree with that. And this this kind of rolls into our first question. What we're already talking about. So um, mm-hmm. we got Carrie from Newport Beach, fucking Orange okay. County. All your fault. See, it is. No, it is. It's all your fault. It's all your fault, Carrie. We were going well. King of Blackness says it's all your fault, Carrie. That is correct, Carrie. And to go (laughs) Go and tell every neighbor, yeah, (laughs) that it's your your people who couldn't stay in for another couple weekends because you had to go. You know, you had to drive your housekeeper home, and you had to go tend to your yachts and all that other stuff. (sighs) Yeah, Orange County. Okay, Carrie. Carrie from Newport Beach, Orange County. She says. Our school district is giving parents the option of sending our kids back to school without masks or doing school at home. Of course, mm. I think school is better for the kids' education, but I'm also aware that it could be riskier for their health. What are your school districts doing, and what would you do if given the choice like we have? Mm, that's mm. a great question. Yeah. Um, ours is basically, we were on a phone call was it two weeks ago where they were laying out sort of the plans or whatever. And it's in, you know, the plans have probably drastically changed since that conversation. But originally they were just talking about, you know, things are not normal. Your kid may come to school once or twice a week. And when they do so, they'll come with a group of students. It's not going to be a full group of students. Everybody will be sort of in a team. That team will come on Mondays. The next team will come on Tuesdays. Um, but there is probably more sort of uh, remote learning in terms of, you know, going on the computer and learning and that sort of thing. Um, there's a little time, you know, sort of scheduled in there for time with the teacher. But for the most part, you, you're you going to be learning a lot differently separate from the school. Um, you know, I am not hell bent on that ending. I think caution with this stuff is probably the best thing. Um, the thought of you know, that many kids getting infected. Cause I mean, 
just the common cold every year gets knocks us down a couple of weeks every year right. during the school year because you know so i get it you can you slow roll back into into class i feel bad for my daughter who's starting middle school and it's you know an experience that she is going to be robbed of at least momentarily so that's the thing but i am fine with riding it out i don't have an issue with it uh you know you also think about the teachers who may get sick and and then bring stuff home to their families you got to consider all that stuff. So I'm fine with school taking its time getting back. What's going right. on with you guys? Well, uh, me? I'll go. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you got to make this decision for yourself. But what I would say is educate yourself to the facts. So when I got your question, I, I decided to do just that. I went on the CDC website. Um, per the CDC, 31 kids under age 15 have died from COVID in the entire nation. 31. 310 kids have died from pneumonia in the same amount of time. 101 kids have died from the flu in the same amount of time. Zero kids in California have died of COVID. This is kids 15 and under. So um, with those, those numbers, those facts, those are facts. That's from the CDC. That's not some lunatic fringe website. It's from the CDC. I mean, your kid can catch COVID whether he's in school or not. Him not going to school doesn't guarantee he's not going to get COVID. But for my kid, that's a risk I'm willing to take. Like 31 kids. I mean, from, from these statistics, the flu is more deadly than COVID to our children. And as far as protecting the teachers, I mean, all the research I've read pretty much states that kids do not pass this to adults. I just feel it's been it's become completely political, and it's time you got to do the pros and cons. What are the cons of sending your kids to school? They might get COVID. What are the cons of them staying home? Right? I mean, you got they're not they're not getting socialization. They're not working on their people skills. They're not getting as good of an education. You're stuck watching them all day. Just weigh the pros and cons and make the best decision for yourself. For me, it's an easy easy answer. Yeah, but you see, the thing is, this is the thing. Since this thing started, we've had the I don't want to wear a mask period or you shouldn't wear a mask period, don't worry about it, to the definitely wear a mask period, to lockdown period, to no, it's not, we're going to start opening restaurants period. The thing that has been consistent, the only thing that's been consistent about this since it started is people don't know shit about shit. Yeah, okay? exactly. Yeah. So you anyone telling me, okay, the kids... Have, have, there's very few cases of kids passing to adults, whatever. No one knows. And nobody at this yeah, point they, they might wants be to be the first. They yeah, might, they nobody might be wants to be the first. For sure. But but the, yeah. the facts of how many children have died, I mean, that's... Yeah. I, I would have I even guessed that more kids died of COVID this year than the flu. That that really mm-hmm. shocked me. Three times well, see, as many the thing died is, the flu. Yeah, with Nothing's with the death killing thing, our kids right now more than child trafficking, so... I, I get And that. we'll get to that one later. Sure, 100%. but it's not so much the mortality rate with kids. It's who they are then surrounded by. If there is a grandparent or whatever, and again, we don't know, you know, the how or why this thing spreads. Nobody knows. People will give you a best guess, but it's but not. It's not like the kids are. Ice, you know, they're going into isolation. They're going to be around somebody. Either they're around sure. the teachers or they're around their parents yeah. at home. They're going to, you know, if they can pass it I to get that. adults, they're, they're going to be around adults. But I think this is a thing where if you, like, if you went to Vegas, you're going to play the odds. You're going to lower your chances. You're going to lower your frequency around people, basically. Yeah, you're for gonna, sure. Uh, yeah, yep. and that, I think that's it. 
you know, being in school or not, they, I think it's another opportunity to lower the amount of risk involved in all of this. Because yeah. there's, there's a lot of people who are right out there now who did not take this thing seriously and looked up and lost a relative or lost, you know, a, a, a close friend or lost an acquaintance or whoever they lost. And so I think it's just, it's just safety. It's just being cautious. Yeah, it's safety, but is it safety? Like, are we doing more harm or damage by this? It's, it's like in March when we went to the lockdown, I, I, I said, are we, are we saving more lives than we're ultimately going to cost with this right. lockdown? Like, we don't know if we saved mm-hmm. any lives. And we know a lot of people definitely killed themselves. And we know we're definitely headed into a depression right around the corner well, that's going to get a lot of people. It, well, it hasn't even fully hit yet because things like, you know, uh, rent forgiveness and that kind of stuff, that's still going on. Once that dries up yeah, and once until the unemployment dries up. this month and then people yeah. are freaking out. Yeah. It's going to be bad. So, yeah. it, I mean, there's no, it, it's like we, we've said, we've all said a few times, there's, I don't think there is a right answer. It's just which is less bad, you know? Right. Yeah. It, so, every, to each their own. So, you got to make the best decision. For you, Carrie. I mean, Rose, do you have anything to add to that? I agree. I mean, you know, my son is my son is almost two, so I don't have that same, you know, I don't have the same kind of like things to think about in regards to that. But I do take him to the park um, a couple of times a week, and we went today, and it's always that awkward thing when the two kids want to play, and you know. I look at the other parent and the parent looks at me and it's both like, we're just gauging each other. Like, are we going to, you know, get (laughs) in each other's like, you know, space or, and so today actually we did, um, Nathan made a new friend and I made a new mom friend. So, you know, I'm here for it. It's really important, especially this time for socialization. And, Mm -hmm. um, they're both really young and, um, I, I'm, yeah, grateful. That's, that's I'm grateful. I'm grateful that it, that it happened today. I I'm am. We both had our masks on. Um, the kids, Nathan had his mask on up until, um, well, he ended up taking it off. But I feel like I feel like it was fine. I don't feel like there was any harm in that. And Matt, like you said, as far as the facts go in regards to um, children contracting COVID, and the the chances are zero in California, at least thus far. And hopefully, you know, it stays like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, in regards to school, I mean, God, I really feel for kids because it's such a weird time. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, you already have such a, I have to be careful what word I use. There's a word I want to use starts with an R and ends with a D, but I can't use it because I need to find another word. Oh, I know. My sister said it's a bad word. No, no, no. It's just, no, no, I don't want to say it because there's another word for it and I need to figure that out right now. It's actually a a medical term. I don't know how it became a naughty, naughty word. There there are so many words that are naughty. I mean, there there are items that I cook with that you're not even supposed to say anymore. Oh, wow. But I just think that. What are you cooking? Yeah, what's what's going on? No, I mean, just things that you wouldn't think of. But I, I don't know. I just think that with social media and, you know, our kids are already on their tablets. I mean, obviously, not my son as much, but like, you know, I'm sure, you know, Carrie, your kids are older. And I know that B and Maddie, like your kids are older. So they're doing a lot of stuff online already. And it's like, yes. what is their, you know, what are these interpersonal social skills going to look like if yep. they don't have these opportunities? And then... Um, B, when you were talking about like the classes being like, oh, you know, they go in teams or I don't know if you said sure. that, Matt, 
Um, they go in you know. teams. Okay, yeah. So they're in teams. Every every week is different. Then I feel bad mm-hmm. because, like, what if they have a friends or a crush? Sure. Now they have to wait, yeah. or they'll never see their <laughs> teammate again because they're. In, you know, I I feel bad for them. Like this sucks. Yeah. And I just, no, I really, you know, I'm sorry, Carrie. I wish that I had more. I think that you have to follow your instincts. I mean, obviously you've been a great mom thus far and you're just going to keep doing it. And you just have to follow your instincts on what's right. Well, I'm glad you made a good friend today because that Me that too. really is important. Like we've, we've been super blessed. We've got a, a group here in our neighborhood of four families. They all have a kid my, uh, the same age as my 10 year old and one the same age as my eight year old. And we've, we've been quarantining together through this whole thing and it's made it so much better for the kids yeah. and us. But I, you know, I know a lot of people, I know a lot of our friends who've basically done nothing and that just depresses me. It's just like, man, you've been I locked know, up for four kids. months. Your kids have been locked up for four months. It's sad. It is. Yeah. No, it is. And like I said, there's like, I've accepted it. It is what it is. Um, you know, Use the time as much as you can to your advantage. Get your health straight. Work out. You know, if there, you know, if there is a yeah, risk you've of been catching working COVID. Out. Yeah, you both like, have. Religiously. You both have been doing yeah. weights and stuff. No, oh, it's yeah. really Tell good. Tell us more. Yeah. Tell us more. No, I love. I love it. I'm, I'm just. I'm here no. for it. <laughs> what, well, well, what do you like about it? Exactly. I just think like, that it's great like, that you're working on yourself, and I think that a muscle muscle on a man is always a good thing. That's all I'm going to say. Anything specific on <laughs> no, where, where no, the muscles no, are located? No. That Stop you got to keep your fucking arms strong. Stop it. Le- legs, legs and ass. You got to keep those oh, dude, yeah, muscles that, strong. Yeah, and you see, that's I like another arms, thing. Though. Like I'm a big like arms. arms yeah, are, but you know, a lot of guys put all too. their time into the arms and chest and yeah. shoulders. But I think if you do that. I think if you do that, mm-hmm. you're doing a dis. You're you're being disrespectful to your lady because all your fuck power comes from your ass and your legs. So if you're just if you're just working on the the chest and and arms, you're you're just trying to be a pretty boy and you're disrespecting your lady. So so don't no, do you got to do work on those fuck do, muscles. You got to do your pull ups and your squat thrusts. That's right. Squat oh, thrusts must be hard, real hard. I'll say wow! Well, I'll, let I'll you say it again, tell ladies. It. If you love workout your woman, will be on the squat, Facebook squat page, everybody. Their workout will be on the Facebook page. <laughs> I said you, you got to do your squat thrust. That's what you do. He's not lying. <laughs> I don't even know what that looks like. I'm going to have you and your wife send me that. Send me that workout plan. Thanks. Oh yeah. That's Question good. number two. We got Kieran. Number two. Sixteen years right. old. This comes from a, a child listener. Kieran, sixteen oh my years God. old. Pennsylvania. Oh, for you. Teenager. Kieran, that's a boy's name. Are you sure? Yeah. We know a couple Kierans. Yeah. Kira. I know Kieran is a female. I know Kieran, too. That's a girl. Well, Really? Okay. Maybe maybe not then. Maybe not. Okay. Anyway, he or she says, my parents are getting divorced. They fight all the time. I'm sad they're getting divorced. I'm very sad, but it's probably for the best. Since I'm 16, they want me to be involved and decide who to live with. This Mm. is a really hard decision. Hmm. Now, Kieran, let me say this, and thank you for reaching out, because this is an example of what happens when adults can't handle something, and then they pull their kid into it, and the kid has to be an adult. And I I never understood, or I could never identify with that decision, and how that must feel for a child to have to come in and pick between one of the people. You love both of them, obviously. Um, I think you have to reach out to your folks 
and have them make this decision. I mean, unless you know 100% you, you can make the right decision with something like this, they need to play mommy and daddy. Okay, mommy and daddy's marriage didn't work out. It happens to people. I totally get it. But what they should do, instead of relying on you to be the adult and make this decision, or the court even, to basically they're asking you to be an adult at 16, which nobody should ask you to do. Mommy and daddy should have an adult sit down, and I don't know if they're, you know, you say they argue all the time, so maybe they're not keen to talk to each other, but they need to. They need to sit down, talk about it, figure out what the best option is for you, because that's the priority now. The marriage is over, right? So they need to handle their responsibility, their obligation to you, and take you out of the equation because you're not an adult. So that's what I would ask my mommy and daddy. And at 16, maybe you're not calling them mommy and daddy, but you get my point. Yeah, that's what, don't, I, would, don't that's you what think I would do. That, I, I agree with you. The parents should not have put the kid in that position. No. I agree no. 100%. But they, but they have. And I, think, I don't think they did it with bad intentions. I think they probably, they probably don't want to fight over custody. That, that's not a bad look. You know, they probably want to keep that out of the court, and they're letting it up to the child. Um, that's yeah. not well, the there's a way decision. to do that. There's yeah. a way to do that. You get in a room, and you figure the shit out, and you say, okay, Fuck all the bullshit. I hate you. You hate me. It's over. It may be a terrible marriage. Whatever. Yeah. We have to save this child. This child still has, yeah. you know, we're obligated. Yeah. Right? We love this person. We're trying to get them to become great adults, whatever. They should make the decision. You have, we're in agreement. They have to the make court, the decision. Maybe the, like, the mediator that is suggesting this, to me, that's what it sounds like more so um, than... Mm-hmm than your parents actually wanting you to decide. I mean, they want you to decide because of the legal representative that's in between both of them. Um, Yeah. So they don't have to fight, and so you won't have less of a say. So I think that, you know, you're 16, you're you're almost an adult, Um, you sound like you have a great head on your shoulders, and I'm sorry that your parents are getting divorced. It's, It's really hard. And I know you get it. Relationships, you know, things happen. People fall in love and they fall out of love sometimes. Um, But I think that um, your best bet would be to decide what makes the most sense for you, for your life, um, without feeling um, manipulated and or guilted into one parent's house over the other you know what makes the most sense for your life is it closer to your school what uh, are your friends like what makes the most sense for you for your life and you know is there a way to split it some way like i would have those conversations yeah Um, because i don't think it has to be one or you know it doesn't have to be you know all or nothing like you can i'm sure you can have both of your parents obviously you love both of them but my thing is just you know, stand your ground on what you want and, you know, think about it. What makes the most sense? Picture your life and what makes the most sense for you, whether it's 70% with your mom, 30% with your dad, whatever makes the most sense for you. And, you know, do it without feeling guilt, really, because I think that is a lot of times the hardest part when you put um, a kid, a teenager, anyone in this kind of a situation where it's like you have to pick. You don't want to make either parent feel bad, and I admire that. Well, you're going to you know? make a parent feel bad, and whoever but you choose. You, but so that's at the, the end thing. of the day, you have to do what makes the most sense for right. you. But you, mm-hmm. you should go into that knowing that if you choose one parent over the other, it's definitely going to really hurt the parent you didn't choose. I mean, I'm just thinking about this as a 16-year-old. I think I would probably tell them to come up with a schedule where I can live with both of them. Unless That's living with exactly, one of them is extremely inconvenient, 
I'd say, look, mm-hmm. I, I want to live with both of you, so figure out how figure I can Figure it do out. That. Yeah, be an adult, figure it out. That's what I'd say. Yeah. All right. Are we good? Question number Move three. On. Rose, you're going to read this one? You got it? Sure, I'll read it. Um, okay, wait. Right. Get, everybody get ready. Yeah, prepare <laughs> yourself. All right. Get, okay. your, get, your, get your pipes warmed up. Yeah, should we, we should cue some kind of music or something. <laughs> ah, la, 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 la. Okay, <laughs> all right, I'm ready. Dan from Colorado. We are good friends with another couple. That couple has divorced. My wife has expressed to me that our friend, the woman, is spreading her wings and is interested in a threesome. Shockingly, my wife is up to try it. We've never done anything like this. Two big concerns. Numero uno. I'm worried this could go badly for the wife and me if we did this. And for the second concern, I'm friends with the guy. Oh, I mean, we're not best friends, but we are friends. I really want to mm. do this, but I'm pretty sure I shouldn't. Please help. <laughs> wow. Fun. Well, we're at there, Rose, once again. That's why they pay um, me the big bucks. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay. First of all, if your wife and her friend have been talking about this, you could pretty much figure they've been talking about this for a little while. Mm-hmm. Maybe even while, yeah, for while sure. she was married. Definitely. Maybe. Most likely. Um, there are two schools of thought with this. There is the common sense side, and there's the think with your dick side. So the <laughs> oh common sense gosh. side will tell you, <laughs> no, it, it, there, there's two sides. Here it comes. The common sense side will tell you that Normal people do not behave in this matter. They do not live. There's oh, a lifestyle know, not, that only a few that's people. That's, that's very judgy, judgy. Is, hey, let me tell that. Let me say this. There's not the majority of people going out there the screwing each other's husbands. Not the yeah, majority. I said, but that's what no, I'm saying. You said it's, normal. It, you said normal people. Majority is normal. Okay. normal. I'm sorry. Majority. Okay. There. Let's clear that up. Good, good point. So the thing is, there are all sorts of ramifications that can occur with this sort of thing. And I can go through the list up. Here we go. So... Number one, you could she could fall in love with you. You could fall in love with her. Your wife could be left out in the cold. Uh, number two, she could get pregnant. All all these things could happen. I think number two needs the, to be brought to number one. Wait a minute. Well, yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. But the thing is, what you got to do is you have to, if, if you're going to move forward with this, because, you know, like I said, the, the thinking with your dick side is always going to prevail over the common sense side. If you're going to go through with this, and I think you already are, because I think you already got one foot. You're just waiting for somebody to push I don't you. Know, I, don't I, don't, so. I don't think he is. I think he yeah. really No, no, I think he's going to go for it. I don't it. think this is like last week when the guy was bragging. I think he's, no, he's that guy was totally no, no. bragging last I think, week. I think he's <laughs> almost there. But if, he, if you do go forward with this, you need to sit down with your wife and come up with rules. And, and, things can, and you got to get really ticky-tack on it and be like, okay, look, so you're kissing me. What is she doing to me? What's okay? What's not okay? Oh, for if sure. I do this, is that all right? right? If I do that, is that okay? Can she do this while you do that? Can I go over here? Can yes. I watch? It all specific. these questions need to be answered yes. before it goes crazy. That's a no-brainer. Yeah. yeah. You have an advantage in that they've been talking about it, and the wife is open to it. So you're, you're going to lean with the dick side a little bit. You're going to think with your dick side. <laughs> go with that. Um but you got to cover your bases. That would be my best suggestion. So you're saying yeah. rules are the answer. Well, if you got to have rules. It, yeah. If, if, if you're, you're going to do, do it, it, you got to have rules. That's absolutely. You got to know where the line is on this. Like yeah, what is acceptable and what is not. It's very, very okay. important to have those boundaries. But I, I yeah. say, I say, Dan, look, you only live one time, right? So 
is you you clearly want to do this. Like it's on your mind. You yes. want to do this. Like your dick yes. wants you to do this. You want to do this. You're going to do it. And your wife wants to do it. You're going to do it. Right. Your wife wants to do it. She wants to do it. Everybody wants to do it. Is there anything ethically wrong with doing this? I mean, that's between you and your God, (laughs) right? That's between you and your God to decide. Personally, I don't think there's anything ethically wrong with it. If all all parties are adults, all parties are consenting. Now, the friend issue, the friend issue is the sticking point. Right. So every, everything B said about the wife, that's, that's very important. You got to cover the bases, cover the rules, but you also got to consider this friend issue. So I don't think I would do it behind my friend's back. If you're going to do it, mm. you know, just, just either, either tell them ahead of time or maybe tell them after. I don't no, know. But no, I don't think you keep no. that a secret. <laughs> no, you do keep that a secret. I, do, I think you him. keep it a secret too, especially because yeah. what if, I'm, I'm not what if she that. has kids and they're having custody battle and he can use but, something oh, against? No, 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 no. You know, that's a good All point. That. Keep it a secret. I've, I've been overruled. Keep it a secret. I don't I, like I, I didn't, I didn't consider. I didn't consider the uh, kid. Think about that conversation, though. Think about that conversation. Keep it on the down, though. (laughs) Hey, buddy. I'm, I'm ha- not only am I having sex with your wife, my wife is going to join in too. Is that cool? <laughs> yeah, that guy is literally like, wow, F myself. Yeah, yeah no. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't do I don't know what I was not thinking. A, that, that, not a good conversation. Like, I would have that conversation with, you know, the woman that you may, you and your wife may be oh, partaking with. she's not going to tell him. Get, get out of here. You well, you never know what their relationship, you know, maybe she was, yeah. you know. He can't know. He can't know. I yeah, think that know, right. keeping that private would be... You know, yeah, it's yeah. the best. You know what? You yeah. guys are 100 percent right there. I, I, I'm rarely wrong, but in this case, I'm 100 percent wrong. Rarely, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't need to know. But the, the okay. thing, the key thing to remember is that once you do this, things are changing. Oh, things sure. will never be the same again. For sure. But so they you have might to be better. sort of. They might be better. Yeah, it might be better. Might be better. I mean, sure. hey, listen, Shit, if man. you if you two want to do it, then I, I like what you guys said. I mean, you guys yeah. have been married for a long time. If you I'm, don't wait, you know, if you I'm don't do it, divorce, so <laughs> um, if you don't do it, you, you it'll guys always have good be marriage what advice if. with that. It'll always be sure. what if. Yeah, I like the rules and all that. And yeah, I mean, maybe they'll, you know, Dan, you and your wife go have a great time. I'm here for it. Yeah. Can you just please write us back after and just let us know? Thanks. Yeah, every detail, <laughs> all the details. Just a what few you guys things. were wearing, just a where few you guys things. were. <laughs> all right, move on. Yes, please. Yes. All right. So we got Elizabeth in Seattle. She says, Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. So she says that uh, my daughter got a reading list for her fall sociology class, and one of the books is White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if I'm okay with this. We pay a good deal amount of money for college, and this feels more like indoctrin- indoctrination than education. She's a freshman. Yeah. She's very liberal. I'm fine with that, even though I'm not. But I know this is going to end in uncomfortable Thanksgiving conversations. Not sure what to sure. do about this. Then send a stern letter to the professor. Ooh. Oh, wow. Okay, so the white fragility, I th- I'm guessing I know what it's about. Does it talk about how white people are awful and they should be ashamed of themselves? For I mean, that's the it in wretched. a nutshell. I, I've sure. actually read okay. the book. I've read the book. I get it. And in one sentence, what it is is that every white person on the planet is racist and the ones who deny it are the most racist. Mm. Yeah. That, that's well, the basic that, narrative. And it's written by a white a lady, coincidentally. Sure. That's the theory. And the thing is, is that this, this is the thing. It depends on how well you've raised your child. This is really a reflection upon you. If you think your child is going to be steered by a book, so much so that you're going to write a letter to an administrator because of a reading list. I mean, this is like censorship or something. She can, she, your child, if you did a good job there, 
should be able to read a book, take a perspective, learn from it, from it, uh, learn about it, do all that other stuff, and walk away with it not controlling who she is, right? I mean, if you raised her right, right? That's a good point. So, you know what I mean? So, yeah, if she reads it, and if you have faith in her, and it bounces off of her, and she says, oh, man, that was really stupid, then okay, fine. Or if she says, you know what, I can take something from this. I can, I, although I might not agree with all of it, I can take something from the perspective. Then you got something. Because all you really want to do as a parent, you want your kids to learn and grow and learn stuff. And a lot of the stuff isn't going to be stuff that you are familiar with or you may even agree with. But you got to expose her to it. Because you, you don't know what kind of kid you got unless you see what they how they react to what they're exposed to, basically. Yeah, I got I got no problem with writing a letter to the professor to let them know how you feel. I mean, that's every parent's right and and you know, go ahead and write that letter, but I wouldn't sure. I wouldn't try to pull the, your daughter out of the class or anything. I mean, what you've got to understand is your daughter your your daughter's at an age now where you're probably not the biggest influence in her life anymore and pulling her out of the class or or something like that, nothing good's going to come from that. Um if I were you, I would read the book. I mean, yeah, I, I plan I on doing with that, that when my kids go to college. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep up on what they're being educated on. Like, read yeah. up on it. Mm-hmm. Educate yourself. Yeah. My personal opinion of the book is that it's hot garbage, but that's my personal opinion. Maybe you read it and you get something out of it, but, but read it for yourself so that when your daughter does come home on Thanksgiving to have those conversations that you can, that you can um, talk with her in a calm and calculated, interesting way rather than just getting angry. Yeah. Um, I think that that's a great idea. I also think that I I actually wouldn't write a letter to the professor because I wouldn't want, you know, my kid to be just given like a hard, I wouldn't want the professor. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't want the professor to be harder on my kid. And I think that sometimes, you know, especially with professors that are stern, they have a very strong ego, you know, they want, you know, she's very liberal and she's taking sociology classes. I mean, I think that she's probably read other things like this before, before like this book. And, you know, although it may be tough at Thanksgiving with certain conversations, I think that there are certain conversations that need to be had across the country in general. Um, and also I think I love the suggestion of, um, Elizabeth, you also reading the book, because in this way, if you don't agree with something or you do, you know, you can, you have a better chance at like, you know, making a stronger point because you understand you, you read the book, you were able to digest it. So, yeah. And that also shows your daughter that you care, but, um, you got a, you got a point on the letter that, that is a point because professors will do that. They will single students out. I I remember being singled out. So if you're going to write the letter, maybe do it anonymously. You know, my, I have a child. That's a good good idea. Yeah. 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 And the, and the thing is about, you know, the uncomfortable Thanksgiving conversations, it's time to have some uncomfortable conversations, folks. Yeah, you're right. But But I think, I think by that she means by uncomfortable, I think she means like, Yelling, you know what I mean, like fights. Nobody well, wants to fight fights at Thanksgiving. Is not yeah. part of it. Yeah, but why? Why are you fighting over a book? Is that what you know? The thing is, if if she comes and she believes that, and that's her way of thinking, that's her way of thinking. Sure, you know, that's. I mean, but there's no need to fight. I there's mean, no I imagine that she's already going to yeah. a pretty liberal college anyway. So I imagine that this isn't the only thing on like the sure you know on the schedule yeah. that's going. What to What Rose be a is saying bit. is your daughter's yeah. too far gone. <laughs> 
Love her anyway. Love her anyway. I'm just saying, you that know, hey, it's it's pretty normal for a kid when they go to college to spread their wings and try on some new ideas and get pretty liberal. I mean, that's pretty much the standard for what, what happens when you go to college. Too, and then you kind yeah. and then you kind of dial up back down a little bit as you, as you get older, and you know that's. Uh, what do they say? If if you're not liberal when you're young, you're you're heartless, and if you're not conservative when you're old, you're stupid. Right? Isn't that the yeah. same? Yeah, so, that is the same. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that. I've heard that. Yeah. So, all right. What else is going on in the world? <laughs> all right. Great questions as usual, folks. Um, we'll get into news. Nick Cannon, big news, is keeping his job as host of the competition series The Mass Singer. Excuse, sorry, getting. Can't get it all out today, but he's keeping that job following his apology for recent anti-Semitic remarks. Um, He was on a podcast, his podcast, I believe, where he said essentially that black people were the first Hebrews and all this other stuff that was not taken very lightly. Well, say what the other stuff was. Well, they fired him from Wild and Out. Yeah, he did get fired from Wild and Out. He said that. Black people or white people are not sympathetic and don't have compassion because they don't have enough melanin in their skin. He did say that. As yeah. Well. And and that probably justified the firing from from uh, uh, what is it, Viacom that fired him. But he does get to keep the other job. I think he gets to keep the other job. At the, he as, said as something the about Jews because, being like. Yeah. Uh, he said something about. I don't know, blacks being like the, the true Hebrews. The first, and Yeah, the true, that's okay. exactly it. Okay. Yeah. But he gets to keep that job because he apologized. And, uh, you know, something comes to mind, we talked about very early on in earlier podcasts about Roseanne Barr and losing her job. And I think that the difference, I think the thing that saved this job for Nick is that he apologized. Roseanne took a different tact, I believe. Well, well let's, let's, let's get real. First, he only apologized for the anti-Semitic stuff. And that's all he would get fired for anyway, because you can you can be racist against white people and you're going to be just fine. You might even be celebrated. I don't know. He got fired. He got fired for the white. He got fired for the. Yeah, but he did not apologize for what he said about white people. Only what he said about the Jews, who are the ones who have the power to fire him anyway. But I you know what? I'm so tired of cancel culture. Like what he said was stupid. He's he's obviously an ignorant racist, but he should not have lost either of his jobs. I mean, you, you're well, entitled to say he, – he's entitled to his opinion. However dumb he wants to be, he's entitled to that opinion. Like, why do we have to rip everyone's job away as soon as they say something stupid? Like, when did we well, be, no, start doing that as a society? It's, it's terrible. Well, no, it's well not what the happens, society. too, it's, is yeah. when you are on a show or you're a spokesperson for, um, say, even like an insurance company, right? You – Mm-hmm. Are in the contracts that you sign, you're not legally allowed for most of the contracts that you sign. We do that. You're not legally allowed to, um, starting with protests, speak up about anything political. Like you're not legally allowed to. Most of the time, it's part of the contract. Well, if um, that so was I, in his contract, then he he made a boo boo. I don't. I mean, we don't know what was in his contract. Yeah, I mean, I think oh. that. Uh, yeah, it's just I don't like the cancel culture. Either. I'm just over it. I, it's well, every no every day somebody's you can't losing just, a job. Um, someone's life is, is getting it's, it's, ruined for a tweet yeah. or saying something. It's 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 ridiculous. Well, it's just, it's well, the same kind of effort unhealthy. that goes into blocking someone. There's no conversations to be had. There's no accountability. Um, no one's take, holding themselves culpable. Like the cancel culture, it just like. It erases all of that. So I, I have a problem with it, too. Um, 
I think that Nick is a hardworking guy and he's super successful and creative. I think that he's done some amazing things. Um, you know, I wasn't pleased to see him speaking, you know, negatively about anyone just because why? Like we, we don't, we really don't need that. Nobody needs that right now. So mm. I think that he did feel bad beyond like losing the while and out job. You know, he has tons of money. He can start his own network. Like he can do that. He's brilliant. He comes up with all kinds of stuff, but I think that he probably really did mean the apology. So I don't think he meant know. it. I, they don't ever mean it when they apologize. They they're forced to apologize. I I, I mean I think, I think that here's less, what I think. I think he, he came would up, be less forced. He came up he has on Nickelodeon. More money than Mariah right? Carey. People yeah, sleep he's on doing Nick fine. He's doing he just up, fine. He came up on Nickelodeon, right? So he's kind of, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, B, but I think he's kind of been made fun of by black people as being one of these black guys who's not very black. And I think he was just trying to be hard. I think that's what was going on here. I, yeah, I don't remember hearing that about him. I, you know, I just think, and, and you said, you know, when did we as a society start doing this? It's not we. It's the people who own Viacom. No, but, it, <laughs> they but this a, kind of thing was not happening a decade ago, and it's now. Oh, it's, sure. How are we or supposed to heal as a society? Sure. Yes. No. Let, let me ask out, you this: How are we supposed yeah. to ever heal in society when everyone has to be paranoid about every goddamn word they say? You, but you I think can't that's have the part to where we have to be able to look at people sometimes when they do make an apology and go, you know what? I believe it was authentic because otherwise, to me, it's just as bad as a cancel culture. If you don't give somebody room to say, "Hey, I messed up." now I'm learning or whatever the case is, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's kind of, it, it goes hand yeah. in hand. I but think why, it's important to, why should he you know, even have to apologize? I mean, he clearly believes what he said is true. I mean, he no, could, he could later say, he, he could, hold on. He yeah. could later say, um, you know, I, I was wrong. I was misinformed. I was uneducated about what I was saying, but to apologize for what you said, he, he believed what he said. Why would you apologize no, for that? And that, that, Hey, he can believe whatever he wants. The thing is with your first amendment rights, comes the responsibility to know which setting you are speaking, which right. atmosphere you're speaking in. So when you go go on a podcast and say this, these things that could only be termed as hateful things, then it should not come as a surprise that Viacom, the people who employ you, look at you and say, you've been fired. And the thing is, it, it didn't just start happening. And you go back in the 80s when Al Campanis, uh, general manager of the Dodgers, said right. that, what is it? Black people oh, sure. can't swim they're, because they're not buoyant or whatever the hell he said. And he and got Jimmy fired the, immediately. Right. And Jimmy the Greek. <laughs> Jimmy the Greek. Okay. All these but people. These are, so this it's is not all these people. Happened. It's like three people from the 80s till 2010. And now it's three people a day. Well, no. Well, you also got to consider what kind of media we were dealing with in the 80s. You're dealing with a couple channels well, now. Well, Kiki Palmer got fired for protesting. Sure. Look, yeah, the, I mean, the all Sacramento that Kings announcer lost his job because his wife tweeted, "All lives matter." I mean, come on, That's it's, it's crazy insane. I didn't hear about. Yeah, I didn't hear about that, and I'd have to read up on that. I mean, but, but the thing is, this has been happening. It's just different now because there's more media, there's more outlets, and there's more opportunities for people to make horrible decisions. Right, and that's that's the only thing that's different. Yeah, I just don't think it's good for us. I don't think the cancel culture is good for us. I don't think the the putting people on blast on Twitter is good for us. I don't think it's great how everybody pulls out their cell phone constantly and tries to catch people doing naughty things and and blast it out to the world and ruin that person's life. I just don't think it's healthy. Yeah. Well, and yeah, you, can you can't an even have that... an entanglement anymore without it showing up somewhere. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 
No entanglements. No, oh, that's yeah. what we should really get into. Yeah, well, we could talk Will and Jada if you'd like. If there's anyone <laughs> interested in Will and Jada, of course, they uh, are recovering from uh, uh, an affair that became public that she had with the singer August Alcina. The, hold on, B. It wasn't an affair. Yeah. It was an entanglement. It was an entanglement. I'm okay. sorry. She gave birth to a new word. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had Will a feeling. <laughs> and Jada. Um, yeah. They break up? Well, they, they no. were separated. They said that they were separated. They um, Jada brought herself to the Red Table, her show, um, and Will basically like interviewed her, if you will. And um, they came together as husband and wife. And, you know, they said that, Basically, um, is August is he a rapper or a singer? Singer, rapper. I never knew about kiss him and teller. I, I don't have time for that. Um, yeah. But he basically um, came out and was like saying all this, all creating all these rumors and stuff about Jada, and she addressed it. Um, she didn't take mm-hmm. long to address it because it was circulating. You know, her show is about being real and everything, so she had to come. And basically they said that they were separated and she wasn't happy. And Will said, I'm done making you happy. And she had an entanglement and people are eating. (laughs) They're eating Mm -hmm. her up like online. They're roasting her. And people are like, they feel so bad for Will. She's the luckiest woman on earth. She bagged Will Smith. I mean, (laughs) Will Smith can get any woman on the planet. I mean, she she should yeah. she should behave. If, I, if I'm if I'm Jada Pinkett, I'm gonna behave. I'm not gonna mess that up. Well, the real villain is August Alcina for for running for his mouth. Anybody named August mouth. is yeah. a villain. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's an arrangement that they was working out for them, and dumb. that's fine. But it's it. Yyah, it. He's the villain. And also, August and also, they messed up because they should have had him sign an NDA. Or something. There was nothing. They're you know they're two high profile people, especially Will. Like come on, not to have an NDA. You know. Also, none me. of this is any of our business. Why, why are they? Why are we all hearing about it? Because of yeah. August. Because you know, and then people are feeling badly because they said, oh, he had mental health, and all she did was she's older and she took advantage of him sexually. And it's like, first of all, if this was a man revo- reverse and a young mm-hmm. woman, nobody would be having this conversation. But because it's a yeah. woman, you know, it's such a big thing. And I just think that uh, I don't know. It's I, I don't I don't care for people that kiss and tell. I really don't. He's the villain. That's, August Alcina is the villain. I'm glad you said it. I don't know who he is. That sounds like a villain name. If I, yeah, if I, was, it does. So, if I was writing a movie script or a James Bond film, I'd, I'd name him August what, August or whatever. That's a villain name. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a James Bond character, right? Yeah. August Alcina. Alcina. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and Pussy Galore. That's my favorite <laughs> character from James Bond. How are you going to come up with a name, Pussy Galore, and put that on paper and think that was like... Right. Fun, but that was like 1982. Yeah, Pussy yeah. Galore. He's a villain. James they Bond. couldn't do it now. Oh yeah, they could do it now. You think they, so? They, they, I mean, no. Me too oh yeah, they could call somebody pussy so. galore. No, they'd get canceled no? for sure. Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and I screw this. I screw her name up. Jizzeline. Sure. Gasoline. Jizzeline. Gasoline. So gross. Jizzeline. Gasoline. I'm just gonna let hey, you Vaseline. say it like that. Let's call her yeah. Jizzeline. That's what Gisseline. she deserves. She deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. Gasoline. No. Gisoline <laughs> Maxwell. Vaseline Maxwell. It was arrested. And of course, she was, a, I guess, a sidekick, former girlfriend of 
Um, Mr. Epstein, right? Show friend, a business pimp. partner. Yeah, pimp. pimp. Sure. P-I-M-P. Yeah, and she'd been accused of drawing young girls to his many, many mansions for him to, you know, I don't know what you do with him, for his dalliances. Well, not I'll just him, for all of his celebrities. For other people, too. Very powerful yeah. friends, yeah. Yep. So she was arrested, and it seemed like long overdue, because the documentaries came out years ago where she was very much in the middle of, or it seemed to be in the middle of this. Last I heard, she was on suicide watch in custody. Oh, Jesus. Um, she better I think it's about time. Out. Yeah, I, I I think it's about time. I think she uh, needs to go before the court and uh, state her case because uh, she looks like uh, they, she's as, as as guilty or more guilty than Didn't they Epstein put her was. in the same facility they put Epstein in? Yes, I mean, isn't that That's a little too obvious? I mean, That's come I on. There's not a better facility than that one? <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Look, I think okay. this story tells you every single thing you need to know about the media and government. And just, just give me a minute on this, because this one, this one really irritates me. And Rose, I know you want to hit it up, too. If you, if you look back, CBS had the story of Epstein years ago, right? We had that, that reporter who her, her hot mic was caught, and she's complaining about she had the story, but, but CBS buried it simply because they wanted access to the British royal family. CBS knew there was a massive pedophile ring and they covered it up because they wanted access to the British royal family and they knew the prince was involved. That, that's, that, that's what we're dealing with in the media. Then that reporter who got caught with the hot mic after having the story shut down, she doesn't quit her gig and go tell the world about Jeffrey Epstein and what's happening to children all over America. I mean, I think like good people like us, we, you'd quit that job. You'd go tell your story. She didn't do that. that mm-hmm. That's the media. Then when Epstein's arrested the first time, he gets off with no sentence because he mm-hmm. had deep state ties. So once again, the FBI or the CIA. But or wait a minute! Whoever, wait a minute! Wait a minute! He was tied to everybody. Yes, it's not just it's well, that's just what not he, the that's deep what, state. That's what kept him into trouble. Yeah, out yeah. Of trouble. he's yeah. tied to everybody. Yeah, it's not just everybody. Democrats keeping him. You know, he was tied to everybody. I said, I said deep state ties. You said the deep. Well, the, okay, the liberal, the, the deep state well, really, people like were the, usually the liberal ties. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, he had ties. Whoever. He had ties to everybody. To yes, everybody. everybody, not That's just my point. deep state yes. people. Yeah. Right. Well, mm. Deep state does not mean liberals. I mean, just because Trump uses G- the term the doesn't only, mean liberal. The, the only people who use that term are conservatives. Liberals do not talk about okay. deep state Fair anything. Uh, he had a lot yeah. of FBI and CIA ties, sure, as well as yeah. other powerful people. Knew okay. everybody. Moving on. Okay, Bill Clinton was on his plane twenty three times. Hillary yeah. is married to Bill. Hillary's best friend is a pedophile. Her best friend's husband is a pedophile, Anthony Weiner. Her the biggest mm-hmm. donor to her campaign is a pedophile, Weinstein, right? Mm-hmm. Gillazine or Gisaline was at Hillary's daughter's wedding. So, I mean, conclusion is that Hillary was supposed to be the most qualified job for the person of president in all of America. And my point is, we don't get good people in government because you can't be a good person and ascend. In government, you've got to be oh, a, a narcissistic a psychopath <laughs> to have a chance. Wait a minute. I, I think our government Hillary's is crawling never... with murderers and sure. rapists. I, I don't I think that. you can. But you, you got to <laughs> let me finish for real. I, I'm putting thought in this. You got, you got Obama, right? He, he literally sure. backed Saudi Arabia with military support in their genocide against half a million Yemenis children. And people think Obama's okay. a good guy. He's not a good guy. He's a, he's a murderous psychopath. I mean, you wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Rose wouldn't do that. Let me say this. Every president we've had for 20 years has That's been part of a job. murdering children. 
Yeah. It, it sometimes war is not pretty. It's not, it's war. not pretty. It was, no, we're talking about a genocide. And let me say this. And, and I don't think I'm not picking on Obama. I don't think Trump he woke just up. stayed in it too. He didn't. He didn't remove our troops sure. from that conflict. But yeah, Obama didn't wake up and say, "Let's go kill some kids." It was probably tied to something else. No, and no. it just backed Saudi Arabia with said, military support said, in what yeah. they knew was a genocide. And it's never on the media, but I mean, you can go read about it. I mean, yeah, they starved. Yeah, they starved to children to death. Starved them. I they they cut them off. Cut off their access from food and Some, water. Point is, the government is crawling with evil fucking people. It's crawling sure. with it. The, yeah. the government, the media, it's crawling with these kind of people. And I hope yeah. this bitch okay. lives long enough to fry them all. Let me say this. Okay, Obama's Sorry, thing, bitch, Rose. Come, yeah. But if it's anybody Obama's deserves thing, this she woman. deserves it. She really deserves sure. it. There's nothing more that I hate more than a pedophile. I get it. Right? But Obama's thing comes is, is part of a job. He did it as part of a job. Now, you might not agree what happened. It's a horrible thing. Kids, whatever. He's doing a job. Hillary has never been tried or convicted or charged with any of this pedophilia no, shit. just everybody around that, her. Just every single okay, person well, around that doesn't, her. But that doesn't mean her. She's, <laughs> she's not guilty as shit. She's not been tried for any of this. There's not been charges. There's not been any sort of other real solid accusations. Just well, that's the thing. It, but in supposedly in this country, it's guilt is innocent till proven guilty. True. Well, that's why it's so explosive. That's why it's so explosive that they have this yeah. evil woman, and I say that loudly in custody. Yeah. That's why it's so explosive because things yeah. are starting to come out. It's just happening. It's just the way that the world is going right now, and I think that that's why so many people have anxiety with like just subconsciously without even fully knowing what's going on. But shit is really coming out, and I'm sorry to curse, but it's like. Like stuff is really just coming out left and right and it's like it's it's overload it's overload and now um i've noticed that a lot of celebrities are speaking out against child trafficking um for the first time <laughs> covering and, their own asses probably well I, I the ones that i've seen like you know getting up and speaking in front of tons of people they're not these are not like the players that are part of these evil like organizations and all this stuff these are people that that actually want to help and are doing things like even if you think about ashton kutcher like he's done more to stop um child trafficking rings than any celebrity that we've watched on tv um that at least i know of um so there are people that are getting up and getting out and talking about it and there are ways you know that they're cracking down on things but it's so ramped up right now and actually Mm -hmm. on my social media i've been talking about like self-defense for um women especially moms you know you have so many vulnerable like spots and getting your kid in and out of the car seat just so many different things and i've been giving a ton of self-defense um just like protecting yourself tips because women and children are getting snatched up left and right and it's so important to be vigilant especially now more than ever Mm mm-hmm yeah, and I, I'd like to make a distinction between, like, you, you hear, like, the, the term pedophilia um, gets used a little bit loosely. A, a pedophile is someone who has sex with, like, prepubescent children. You know, there's a, yeah. a big difference between some pervert who's sleeping with a 17-year-old girl and raping kids, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, 
and it's it's a hard charge definitely it's and i mean but you know what it's not hard enough because the fact of the matter is they're letting pedophiles out faster than they're letting out guys that have gotten pulled over with drugs on them okay it's outrageous that i can go on my phone and that there's an app to where i can see oh where's the nearest pedophile like that's absolutely Mm -hmm. ridiculous now i do have a problem with the fact that they register sex offenders for people that like literally get out of their car when they have to go to the bathroom and they pee like that's a problem that's a problem that's absolutely ridiculous to me i I don't agree with that yeah (laughs) Uh, i don't agree with that so that i'm not talking about i'm talking about people that are you know, child pornography, touching children, I just, and everything furthermore within that. Um, I think it's ridiculous that we're not giving them harder sentences. And, but at the same time, it makes so much sense if the top people in power, um, are pedophiles themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, put it this way, B like how, how many pedophiles are you friends with? Mm, I don't know. You going to say anything on the show today? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I would say a very firm none, yeah, none. negative, I mean, negativo, so on and so forth. I mean, remember Dennis yep. Haster? The, the he was he was the um, sure he he the went down house, for right? like being chronically raping kids, like some fifty yeah. kids or something. Speaker yes, of the house. Like that's right. I mm-hmm. just think. I mean, from all I've studied and learned about government, I think it's almost impossible to ascend in government without being a psychopath and without selling. No, and everything is going to have to be dismantled. I mean, I think that's no. what's happening now is things are going to be dismantled because a, it can't danger- continue that- to go on like this and people will not allow mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's a dangerous claim that everybody has. Because the thing is, it's just like saying most white people are racist because you don't. You ha- it's based on no statistical, nothing – it's an instance where you've seen Dennis Hastert, some other people, whatever. But there are members of various state assemblies. Yeah, I don't know Congress, about them all being pedophiles. I don't yeah. agree with that. But all, I do no, think no, no, that in, in large percentage, most mm-hmm. of them are corrupt in one way or another. Yes. I'm not saying they're sure. all pedophiles. Yeah. I think that's I'm part saying, of the job. Well, no. I'm I saying they got to sell their soul. <laughs> to, you cannot get elected without... You can't be a principal person and get elected because you need no, that big corporate. You need that the big buco billionaire dollar to to win. There's no other way to win. So you got to make promises to these people to get their money to win. I think that there, there are, are some decent ones. Who, yeah, who's, there are who's some gotten there without that, that money? Who's gotten there? Name one person. Well, you can't get anywhere without money. Exactly. The thing is, is just but that it's doesn't just, necessarily what, mean you've done. You know, you've committed atrocities. You think they're giving away exactly. that money to just somebody who, who that, wants to? You know, help, I think help a lot of things class. are a favor for a favor. Exactly. Um, yeah. I think it's relationships, yeah. but I don't think it's necessarily always crude nature if you will well, i don't know No, you get campaign money by from people who think you can win right and the thing is and the thing is to win some people take a different path of actually having accomplishments that you can become a strong candidate without special interest money or whatever and people get behind that because they say well this guy is a sure thing i mean that's why sometimes athletes run for office and they get support so there, you know, there are obviously slime balls, and there's corruption cases going on as we speak in politics, or whatever. But I would say that, the, just like everybody else, the majority of them probably start out with good intentions. Sure, yeah. Some get Don't lost along that. the way, so on and so forth. But 
Yeah, I don't think there's quite the big number of people that are scumbags I, in, in public office. I, I think on in local politics, state politics, maybe even, yeah, you might be right, but on the national level, you're not winning without those billionaires' dollars. And, and what do they want to do? They, they need to keep fighting those wars. That's how they're making that money. You, gotta, you, can't, you can't say you're going to end the wars and get that money. Mm. You're, they're not going to give it to yeah. you. Because they, then they lose their massive no bid government contracts to make weapons, you know, for the wars. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, money and politics are always tied together, and there's stuff you have to do to get access to electeds. There's stuff electors have to do. To well, stay and elected. now birth control is up to the employer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On wait, what, I, I missed that. Like what, birth what, control is, this... is up to the employer. Like if you want to talk about like since we're talking about politics and just like as mm-hmm. far as um, church and state, just all of these aspects like birth control, um, like getting birth control is now up to the employer if they'd like to pay for that. Otherwise, um, oh, in terms of you have okay. to pay for it out of pocket because it's not included ah. in the insurance anymore with jobs. Wow. Well, you know, we're you're living, and that's the thing. You're we're coming a l- more and more conservative, I think, politically because I mean, it's not that Supreme conservative Court. because I mean, people still are able to get funded for getting an erection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it, well, it caters to men, and you know, yeah. <laughs> who run run the country. So yeah, that's it. But you know, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is, went to the hospital this week, and that that may be, I mean, I think Trump's replaced now two or three Supreme Court folks since he's been in office, so that would, if you know, you cross your fingers and don't hope for anything but good things to help, help for, or to, you know, in terms yeah, of her surviving. That woman's going to live but, forever. Yeah. She's not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Ruth. Pull it through. Um, more sad news, and we'll get into uh, Naya Rivera, um, Horrible news. If you're a parent, if you're a kid, if you're anybody, you've been touched by uh, this story. Actress on Glee, several other shows um, here out in in California uh, drowned while with her four year old. All indications are she was saving him from possibly a riptide and I guess very difficult choppy waters got him onto the boat. She did not survive. Um, four-year-old is okay by all, you know, as, as much as a four-year-old could be okay after this. But I know that spoke to you specifically, Rose, as a mom it and did. You know, dealing with a kid. Yeah, uh, you know, terrible. Yeah, it, it. I followed it. Um, I followed the case, you know, right away when she went missing. And um, I mean, it, it's such a devastating story. And they were so in love, you know. I think that a lot of parents love their kids, um, but some parents have a different, and I guess with each child, it's different too. I've seen this just with meeting so many different parents. You can tell some parents are just like, that's their life, their kid, like the way that they love them. And she loved her son. Like they had such a special bond. And to me, you know, as a single mom and I have a son and multicultural, like the whole thing, there are just so many aspects of it. And it just, it, it really breaks my heart. And I just, you know, I pray that God covers her son, Josie, and that, you know, Naya Rivera is in peace in heaven. And it just, it really is so sad. But, um, I mean, she's, heroic even in doing those being such an amazing mother until the end in saving her son mm-hmm. sad stuff yeah no um one last story before we go uh we have a update on um what is this lady's name um 
I missed, where is she? She is Amy Cooper. That's her. Amy Cooper, right? She's the one who called the police on the man in Central Park. He was a bird watcher. He asked for her just very easily, could you please put your dog on a leash? She responded by (laughs) reaching for her cell phone to call the police and then added that she was going to tell the police that a black man (laughs) was threatening her. So he, uh, Mm -hmm. the bird watcher, uh, he has decided not to press charges against her because he believes it lets white people off the hook and they're Un, it leaves their own prejudice unexamined. So he is not one for the cancel code, cancer. Ca- sorry, cancel culture. Good for him. He is uh, going to let her, you know, sort of just, uh, you know, wallow in her own misery. I guess you'd say, um, <laughs> you know. But if there's anyone who deserved to be canceled, I think I could make an <laughs> argument for her. When you pick up the phone and tell the police, first thing out of your mouth, a black man is threatening me. You have a that's a direct sort of suggestion that you're making to these officers. You're you're trying to let them know that hey, they, they don't, need, don't a lot. need a whole lot. So you know she might be no. on that borderline of someone who might need to be canceled. I think that she he I think he just knows that she's so damn yeah. pathetic that it's not even worth going through it. She lost her job. I'm sure her reputation is trashed. And Mm -hmm. cheers to him. But, you know, given the situation, if it was a little bit different, you know, I say go forward with, you know, pressing charges. I really do. Um, That's totally up to him. It's his choice. Um, Beyond, like, cancel culture or not. But I think that it's it could have been, you know, deadly what she did. No, that that's, that's the real thing. And that's where you talk about the differences between what blacks deal with versus other people is that when you call the police on them, they have a two and a half. They're two and a half more times likely than white people and more likely than anyone else unarmed to be killed by a policeman. And that that's, I think, where you're talking about groups where black lives matter, although I don't agree with everything they're doing. That's why they have a voice. That's why they're trying to get something accomplished in regards to that. Yeah. And honestly, I wouldn't have been mad at all. I wouldn't have looked at it like cancel culture or anything if he pressed charges on her. Because no, look at Central at Park Five. Look at all of these things that have happened. Not at all. As you know, I mean, here's, here's come the thing. On, that, Karen. that woman, obviously an asshole, most likely a racist. But yeah. again, this, oh, is, this is another one of those things like, how is this good for society? Like, why Why do we all know about this little story that happened in a park between two people? How did this become national yeah. news? I don't well, like these it, stories. It went viral right. because mm-hmm. she literally was like, a black man is attacking I me underst- and threatening me. I understand me. why it went viral, like, but I'm saying this kind mm-hmm. of thing, like, it's a small story. And this is, I don't think these kind no, of stories are good for not. the health of America. It's not a small story. Well, but it's, no. not. It's, it's not. It's a huge it's a, story. No, no it's not. The guy. only reason, no. It's not a small story because it represents the grandiose amounts of people that are doing this, that are literally perpetuating violence and promoting violence upon black and brown people that are making these calls that are unjust and untrue. It is so much bigger. It's only because he's not dead that we think that anyone can say, oh, this is a small story. This is actually a very big story. And the, the thing, the biggest part about it is the fact that he's alive. Mm-hmm. Okay. On, on, and on the, thing the is, that is it, fact it's... that he's alive. Re- remember last week when, when mm-hmm. you guys were giving it to me about that Missouri couple that if they were black, sure. they'd be dead. Mm-hmm. Coincidentally, the next day, there were black militants out in the streets 
armed with weapons, not at, not at their home, not with protesters, out in the streets, marching, yeah. threatening drivers. Nothing happened sure. to them. So that this well, proves the theory. If, yeah. if that Missouri couple was black, they'd be dead. Nothing happened no, no, to no. these protesters. You're, you're, yeah, you're, take, you're, taking, yeah, you're taking his, a huge year, white people's history for hundreds of years versus we're in a climate now where people just happen to be sensitive toward black issues to where maybe something is being allowed to let slide for fear of being caught on camera doing something. But usually over a period of time that, you know, it, it's, it's a huge period of time. That's how things have been. And the reason this is a big story is that it allows people to see stuff that is oftentimes hidden. And when people say, man, it's really tough being black. And people are like, no, nah, I couldn't be a possibly be that tough being black. Well, this is another thing that black people have to deal with. No one else has to deal with is that people have to say, because there's cold words in what you were saying. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man yeah, threatening my life. I get that. That is a dog whistle For sure. to someone who's looking at, you know, he, she may have got the cop that day that was looking forward to kicking a black man's ass. For sure. She didn't. Thank God. Well, yeah, but you don't, right. you don't know that, what her intentions yeah. were, but yeah, she was dog whistling. Sure. Yes. She was probably racist. I, I think we can pretty easily draw that conclusion. And mm-hmm. yes, it's good t- for us to have awareness. It's good for everybody to be aware that there are people like that out there. But like the Nick mm-hmm. Cannon situation, I don't think that this is this woman's life needs to be destroyed for that mistake, right? It's no, a, this, you get to you get a chance to make up. You do, and she apologized. No, I mean she he's not, and he's not pressing charges. So yeah, she did apologize. She gets another chance to, yeah. you know, I don't know. Hopefully, put her dog on a leash to start. Cause yeah, that and maybe it's me when I see people running around with a big dog that's coming at me and my son. Yeah, yeah. put the dog on a leash and maybe <laughs> not choke him next time while yeah, she was calling. Yeah. She almost killed. Yeah, the dog, she sure did. But, yeah, yeah, she. I mean, she just all around panicked. It was like she never saw a black person before or something. It was. She's it was pathetic. She, yeah, I mean, that's why he couldn't press like charges. Out there, right? She's pathetic. And, and be like you, like you were saying. For all of human history or all of American history, yes, you are correct. That has been the case for sure. Mm-hmm. Cannot argue yeah. that. But it's not been that way for the for the last decade. So when we're talking about current stories, no, it's been when we're talking. <laughs> no, it's not. When we're talking about that Missouri couple, when you guys made the comparison, yeah. if they were black, they would sure. be dead. That's just not yeah. the case. Not in 2020 but all this in America. Stuff that's been it's happening with no. this decade. Yeah, 2020. We just had George Floyd. Yeah, we, like we have. Right. We, we have, had we George have, Floyd. I mean, uh-huh. We also have had we white have so people many. killed by I mean, cops. We have a list. I mean, yeah, but again, it's more likely two and a half times more likely. But that's not the bigger for, problem. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's not the, thing. the bigger problem. Yeah, that's the, the argument, and it, it's just it's not. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that no one, no one should die at the hands of anyone, you know, uh, you know, unless they're a pedophile, I think that they should just go on a meat grinder, (laughs) but that's just my own personal opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, But the bigger problem specifically right now is that black people are dying. Right. Yeah. And And again, we come back to what is, what is the solution? That's what I just would like to hear. So we want to, we want to protect black people from police. What is the solution? Mm -hmm. Because well, there's been nothing except yeah. defund them, which I'm probably the only one of the three of us who is down with defunding the police. I'm guessing you guys wouldn't don't defund that. the police, but that's that's no, what they well, want the to do. The thing is, I I, no, I think I, don't. I think the thing is is that it it's a really catchy statement, but to target the police when you could say, hey, instead of doing that, why don't we look at creating money or finding money for 
social or for uh, programs for kids, after school programs, educational programs, what have you. You don't necessarily have to have the police bear the burden for all of that just because they there's a couple of them that, you know, acted out of rage and did whatever they did to target one group of a city that is, you know, a pretty serious group. And the thing is, which tells you that what tells you they're serious is every time there's a crisis that the first people, the first people that are called is that when there is a nine 11 or a terrorist attack or a whatever, right? they become the heroes. They're the, they're the, the Oh my God, I love our police. So let's look at other ways to find resources as opposed to, and if sure. and if you do have to cut some of the police budget that, you know, and it makes sense. I think, or whatever, that, I think I that cutting it down, distributing it a little bit differently would be yeah. beneficial. And I think that's part of why schools, the school district, the teachers are doing the strike saying defund police because they get so much money. And meanwhile, I mean, schools, the teachers, they get paid crumbs and they're, mm. I mean... And teachers are incredible. Well, policemen yeah. aren't I mean, getting... I do so much. Policemen don't... I don't think they get paid more than teachers, do they? I, I really don't know, but I don't think yeah, they're I think paid, they do. Do they? Yeah. Okay. yeah I think they do. Yeah. yeah. So, they're not, I mean... Yes, they do. What, paid more what you're talking yes. about, put money into to programs for the community and whatnot. Yeah. I, mean, mm-hmm. I think most people would get behind that kind of movement. So why is that not the movement? Why is there movement? Again, I'm 100% behind abolish the police i'm on board with that i'm down with that movement oh abolish that's i mean that's what they mm-hmm. want to do and, I, and i'm with them on uh, it but nah. my point is america america is not backing them on that Amer- most americans are not down with that most even most black americans are not down with that so what you said mm-hmm. the things you suggested i think most people would be on board with that let's fund more money to these communities after school programs. Sure. why is that not Preventive the message measures. why is that not the message of black because it's, it's 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 their group and the thing is not all black people are in the same group black lives matter has their own message and you can pick and you know choose what you believe in it other right. people have the you know take a more i would say a more pragmatic approach where you would say you need the police <laughs> you can't really do but, much uh, yeah, without but the i'm asking people. why is that not the message of black lives i don't matter, know because i that's the thing yeah i don't speak for black lives well, you're matter, the king of black I am, but they did not. They did not contact me on this issue. What I'm getting at that, is, I don't think, I don't think their intentions are what everybody wants to think their intentions are. That's what yeah. I'm saying. And I mean, it, the thing is, is what I look at them as is some group again that I don't agree with on a hundred percent of their issues, but it's some group that has started the conversation that needed to be happen that needed to happen, like. The uncomfortable Thanksgiving conversations that we talked about with one of our our listeners. Mm-hmm. That's and sometimes you need a, maybe it's not a group that gets you to the finish line, but it's the group that starts the ball rolling to have more discussions that lead to more ideas that help people. And that you know they you know you can't count on them necessarily to be the home run hitter. You know they're not going to necessarily uh, have all solutions. But you know previous to them taking action. It was just another dead guy and another dead black guy. Yeah. They're the most powerful political organization on the planet right now. They've got money from every corporation in America. So that, that's concerning me because I don't trust their intentions. I'm, I'm down with protecting black people. I'm down with you know, getting rid of police violence. I mean, who, if you can't get behind protecting black people and getting rid of police violence, then you're, just, you're an asshole. But I don't think mm-hmm. that's what this group has in mind. So if, if you're saying they brought the conversation to the table, kudos for that. But I would like to see the Democratic Party not totally be 
co-opted by this movement and maybe start to take charge again. Because right now, Black Lives Matter is running the show. Yeah, well, I don't think the Democratic Party are in lockstep with them. I don't think you can classify them as all, you know, we're all Black Lives Matter. I don't think that's accurate. I think some of the messages resonate and some of it definitely resonates to the people that they're trying to get votes from. So I think that's important to them. But if you're talking about these electeds going to their constituency and saying, okay, we're going to start cutting, you know, and they and some have, but I don't think it's going to be the numbers that you believe. I think that at some point, I think a pragmatic approach will kick in and uh, people will look at other resources, hopefully. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we will. <laughs> and that's, is that a good way to end the show? That's been a long show. Oh. That was a pretty intense one. Wow, yeah. that's a lot to unpack. Now, I just want to remind you that uh, this podcast is brought to you by our new sponsor, CBDMD.com. Um, it's a fantastic product. I, I will not do ads for products that I don't use and that I don't like. Like I've told you guys before, I'm not, not doing this podcast or this Facebook page to make money. I do it because I enjoy it. But, you know, if someone's going to throw money at me, um, I'll take it. If it's something I believe in and something that I use, and I do use this product, it's fantastic on inflammation. As you all know, I've had my spine fused. I've had my shoulder worked on twice, um, two, two surgeries on my shoulder. I've had my left wrist fused, which makes masturbation incredibly hard and painful, so almost not worth it, but, but still worth it. Um, and CBD gets me through all my pains. Um, it's why I'm still able to be 47 and still be this fine, sexy freak that you, that you guys see and know and love. Um, it's from exercise, diet, and CBD oil. So check it out. Use the code the Dad Presents. You get 15% off, and you put a little more change in my pocket than what they're paying me to do this ad. All right, guys. Much love. All right, Jay Maddie, tell them where they can find us on our socials. All right, guys, you can listen to us on Spotify or iTunes at The Dad Presents and on social, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at The Dad Presents. And Miss Rose, cheer these people oh, up yes. from all this angst. Yes, um, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Miss Rose, M-I-S-S Rose Ayala, A-Y-A-L-A, Miss Rose Ayala. Um, I'm on Instagram and, um, wintergreen essential oil in your masks. Thank me later. There you go. Thank Always helpful oh, hey, advice. Hold up. Hold up. Yep. Uh, next week we got, uh, James Lindsay coming on. He's fresh off the Joe Rogan experience. He had a great, great podcast there. You guys are going to love this guy. Right on. He better be good. Cause God damn it. If you bring us one more, no, just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> until then folks, take care of your kids. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. We'll be back soon. You guys stay safe. Right on.